Let's find out who it is. Hello, this is ComedySchoolsRadio.com here on the air. Who's this? Colin Moulton. Is this Colin Moulton? Yes. You know, we. Uh, I'm so glad that you said your name. Hold on for a minute. I, got, I need to do one thing here sound-wise, Colin, to help all of us. Uh, it, it's not only going to help me, but Colin, it's going to help you as well. All right. There. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, that's better. That's better. Thank you so much. Did you like that? that was a, but it's a good song. Yeah. It's dramatic. Yeah. It'll wake you right yeah. up. You're not. Oh, you didn't just wake up, did you? No, I've been. I've been up for minutes. Minutes. I've been. Yeah. Sixty seconds. Minutes. Okay. That's that, that sixty seconds is a minute. A minute, so one hundred twenty at least. Well, that'd be two minutes. It would be on the same multiple scale as the Gregorian chat calendar. Uh, yes, minutes would be one hundred twenty seconds or more. <laughs> So anywhere between one minute and maybe three minutes. So then a hundred minutes. Anywhere between two minutes and possibly all day, all night long. You don't know, but it's minutes. You might be strung out, man. Not minute. Not minute. Not you, minute. Not you said minute. I'm just okay. Minute. Right. With an ass. With an ass. I used a plural. Something wrong because of the song. Well, you know. I my ass. I didn't. I didn't think this was going to be the. Our big concern was that we were going to say your name wrong. That we were going to say it like the former Secretary of State colon, which I don't know. I like, realized that the issue would be semantics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that happened. You know. That's what we thought. The uh, big part of my comedy, semantics. Um. You know. Uh. As a matter of fact, it is because we've watched some of your comedy, and uh, some of your comedy has to do with people who um, um, overcoming linguistic challenges. Could we say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I have a story that I tell about, uh, about being pulled over by a top of the stutter if that's a year for us here. Yeah. Have, yeah, it's a weird one. But, uh, look, stand-up at its best is about real experiences. So, um, that's what that's what, the, that's what my show is based on. Uh, it's some of that stuff you, you go, yeah, yeah, that's good topics for comedy. And some of it you go, why are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> But, but to me, that's that's what makes it good. You know. Well, you, now you've been you've been uh, at stand up uh, for more than a hot minute. See, I'm I'm, I'm bringing it back. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it yeah. back. I'm bringing minute back. I'm bringing minute back. Uh, you've been at it for about uh, fifteen years now. Uh, somewhere there, yeah. You are a, a veteran of the stage, uh, and yeah. uh, uh, I have scars. You do. I'm like a special forces veteran. Are you, uh, I did uh, one nighter runs for six years in a van. That makes me uh, that makes me special forces comedy special forces. Are you are you like a character out of like a Graham Greene novel now? Someone who's been around for a long time and is just jaded and cynical yet still somehow poignant and empathetic. No, um, this is the part where I, this is like a fork in the road where I can pretend to know who Graham Greene is <laughs> or not, and I'm going to pretend to know who it is. Yes, that's. Exactly. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> I mean, that's the way we do it. Yeah, that's definitely a great. I, I mean, I've really bashed myself after a Grand Green. <laughs> I've always done that. You know, kind of, since I was a little kid, actually, my dad was mad at me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm trying to find one of them. You know, God, it was just a whole lot of those Grand Green novels. So,
for uh, or articles or whatever you write, uh, <laughs> science articles, magazine articles. Yeah, I, um, definitely, definitely Graham Greene. <laughs> are you like? Uh, let me let me rephrase it. Like an Archie comic, like uh, you know Archie and Jughead. Are you fast? No, you know what? I want to ask you this. So you you are part of a fascinating group of people that I've come across over the years now, who uh, um, is a very funny guy and tours on a regular basis. But you do not live in Los Angeles or New York. Is that, you live in. No need, buddy. We have what's called the internet. You hear this? So this is a new thing. The um, internet? Everybody, yeah. And it connects everybody like a spider web of information. <laughs> and you can put you can, you can put things, you can put data or, or information. Um, it's hard to explain in the terms of a Graham Greene novel. <laughs> but, um, or vignette or article. But, uh, but... Nearest I can come is like a spider web, and you can you can roll information down the spider web uh, in any direction you want from anywhere in the web. So you don't need to you don't need to live in one place. You can live in Savannah, Georgia. That's where I moved. Yeah, man. Uh, for lifestyle reasons, I live on an island. I just pulled it out like the like my Graham Greene reference, and yet somehow like an arrow, it hit its target. Who knew? Yeah, you you uh, you you guessed. Savannah, Georgia, yeah. You could hear it in the accent, maybe, <laughs> that, I, that I've been there for a year and a half. I don't sound like it, but if you listen close, it, it could be a year and a half. Do you, do you live uh, in Savannah for show business purposes? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I live four hours from the city center for show business purposes. <laughs> I, I can remain kind. I've been to Savannah. It's a very cool place. Why? Did, a lot of history, man. A lot of history. I... When I first went there, I went and had dinner. My wife and I had dinner, and uh, when we were checking it out, and we ate at a place that there's 24 green space squares that have been there for 300 years, and and Bosch is longer, but since they had a city, there's roughly squares, 24 of these things, and they have these giant oaks that are hundreds of years old, and I mean it's just gorgeous, and uh, and in each square, uh, there's these historical plaques and statues and things. Well. This is something you don't. It is. There's no statue for. But we were having dinner at what's called the Pink House. It's kind of a nice restaurant. It used to be the first ever Southern Planners Bank, and they told us that that's the first place that the Declaration of Independence was ever read in public south of the Mason-Dixon line. It was on the porch of that building to the people in that square in front, and uh, and to the people gathered around, to, you know, from everywhere to hear it because they did not have the internet then. They did not have it. They and they didn't have Graham Greene novels either. So they. Uh, um, so why did you? Why did you choose? Uh, so I'm. I'm just curious. Where are you from originally? Well, uh, Wisconsin. I was born in Wisconsin, and then I lived in LA for twenty years. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin was you know, you know, the Midwest. So yeah, which city? Like, no, no, no. Uh, Washington, Wisconsin, Madison, sure. Minneapolis. There used to be a comedy club right on State Street in Madison, Wisconsin. I don't know if it's... There still is. Still is, yeah. It's one of the best clubs in the nation. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great club. I um, um, Many, many years ago... Uh, I, I got a cool-ass uh, story there. That that guy, Gus, is this old uh, older uh, Greek dude who's like, what do you imagine from a friendly Greek man? 
is exactly that stereotype. Like, yeah. it's, like you'd see in a Graham Greene novel, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, super friendly. And, um, but anyway, he, uh, he and I were just, he was, he treat me like son. Call him the other community. You know, I don't know if it's a good accent. But he told me, he give me a kiss on the face, you know, and he give me a hug, and I love you like son to me. And, uh, and this went on for like four or five years. And then uh, one of my mom's old friends way back then was named Susan, and she, used to, she and my mom used to party together in the 70s and hang out together and um, in Madison, you know, when I lived in Madison when I was a little kid. And, uh, and so I brought her to a show, and she's a business owner in town, and she walks in and goes, Dusty! And they hug, and I'm like, you guys know each other? And Susan is her name, she says, do we know each other? You know each other! And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, when you were seven, I used to bring you to Gussie's restaurant, and he loved you. He'd color with you in a coloring book, and you play together. And I was like, you're kidding. So when Gus was a young man and had a, 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 a restaurant in Madison, had a Greek restaurant, he used to, when, I, when she'd bring me in, he would take me aside, and we'd color and stuff, and he, and he was, uh, like, uh, you know, kind to me when I was a little kid. And I had no idea. We'd been friends all that time. Man, you know, um, when I think about when I think about Madison, I do remember, and I haven't been to Madison since, dude, I haven't been there since the early '90s. But uh, I do remember really great Greek food and really great baklava, and I, uh, it, so it, it never occurred to me that maybe this is like a Greek enclave because you're thinking Madison, you're thinking hippie, you're thinking leftist, you're thinking, you know, you're thinking counterculture. But uh, You're uh women with underarm hair. Well, that you know, you know, a lot of people are into that. Okay, I don't know why that's put down all the time, but um, little kids with underarm hair—that's where it really splits the gears. <laughs> animals with underarm hair. You know, where does it stop? <laughs> you got to something. <laughs> so you lived in you you lived in Los Angeles for twenty years. What part of Los Angeles? Um, the big part, the chunk. In the middle, uh, I was in Hollywood for a while, and then I was in uh, Santa Clarita, Magic Mountain, where everybody's a clown. Yeah, that's so sick of the peer pressure of clownhood. Yeah, everybody wants you to be a clown with them. Well, you know the uh, the whole thing with living out there is, man, if you don't play the Carol's Restaurant, you're nobody. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Holiday Inns. Yeah, holiday everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the area well. I lived in Chatsworth for many years. Um, oh, yeah. Chatsworth is cool. That's like, uh, that's sort of like Upper Valley, kind of, where you would go if you want to have a horse, but still live in town. You know what? 100%. Uh, uh, my daughter took, uh, we lived up in the hill at where Topanga Canyon Inn. My daughter took horseback riding lessons. I was going to buy her a horse, and then one day, you know, like kids do at that age, and I know you have children, you know, you've gone through it, where it's all about horses and I spend all this money on horse stuff and I'm spending all this money on lessons I'm getting ready to buy a horse and one day she goes I don't like horses and that's it it's over it's over so you've got kids yeah. how, how, old, how old are your kids be thankful that she didn't hold on to that horse thing because it's so cliche when a girl's like you just like my horse you need need and then she's ruined forever because she's been riding around on this massive animal with these massive parts and then when she comes time for her to find the man of her dreams, there's this weird sort of comparison that happens, and no one can match up to a horse. Are you sharing something from personal experience? Sorry. Did I share? Did I overshare? 
This is like a Graham Greene novel. <laughs> everybody so gets inter- everybody gets two minutes to share, and then yeah. So um, yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, that's gotten in my way once or twice. <laughs> See, now it's a weird segue to go. You have children, but uh, uh, children, yes. But you have kids, and uh, is that part of the reason why you? We don't need it. Hey, if it's one thing I know about children, we don't need segues. (laughs) (laughs) They just show up whenever they want. They do. Don't worry about segues. They leave. Uh, Oh, jeez. Yeah. Now I I just had one, and her name name is uh, escapes me because my wife named her. Named her what? Say that again, please. It said she named her. I just said she named her. So okay. I I don't remember her name as, as quickly as I should. <laughs> like if I need to like, like grandma, you know, I can't, it's just there's a V in it. Now thinking about it, I know it's violent. But if, it's, if I'm in a hurry, I don't, I don't just think of it. So it's, it's like that neighbor you have, you can't quite remember their name, and then when you have a friend or, or like a, a family member over to your house to visit and the neighbor shows up on a walk or something, you're like, oh, that's, you know, and the baby, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> but you can't do that with a baby, man. So I just keep an extra kid around if I have so many. So, uh, so when people are like, oh, what's the baby's name? Say, kids, introduce your sister. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my routine right now until I get that name in, 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 uh, in cement. But it's, it's violent since she's eight weeks old and, and, uh, and, I forgot about this, but the baby poop is a lot like a food. You know that? I never looked at it that way. On what food? You can't put, you can't place what food, but it's like a food. Because it's not like regular poop, but it looks like some sort. But you're like, I don't know what food. And you're at a friend's house and some weird buffet, and they're like, hey, you want some stroganoff? You're like, oh, no, no, I don't, actually. No, thank you. I'm going to pass on the corn casserole and the shepherd's pie as well. It's kind of like a pate, wouldn't you say? Uh, wow, what are you feeding your kid? Mine's breastfeeds. It's more like corn casserole. <laughs> I'm talking about just the consistency of the of the subject matter at hand at the moment. That when it comes out it, it and it's there in the cloth, it, it it's similar to like a, a wet goose liver or something. That's my thought. Are you, but you oh, go ahead. Somebody's, somebody's hanging in high school circles. What, what, uh, you get goose liver pate these days? I'm <laughs> like, what, which... Taco Bell burrito, does that look like? <laughs> 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 I, I think we uh, are you what, dying almost exclusively at, uh, at uh, Graham Greene Books Island. Graham Greene Books Island. Like you know, you know when we we were in New York uh, a couple of days ago, and I and I'm sure you're familiar with New York. And um, I always go down to Little Italy and eat clams at Umberto's, hoping to see someone shot, but they just don't do that anymore. Um, they should have that though as a, as a uh, something you can request. Like if you're really wealthy, yeah, to be like it's a request because there's some actors there. They should do that where they have like uh, like if you you know what I mean. You pay for the package. There's and no they, shortage out of work actors in New York. Right. You want the clam? Would you like clams? Would you like uh, clams with uh, um, uh, the hit package? Would you like the uh, Would you like the mod hit package? And then um, yeah, and then and then it, it uh, unfolds. Within, within a half hour of you ordering your clams, that you know they, they get hire the people, get them together, and, and then they orchestrate a nice assassination for you. It's 
you know, unfortunately, you, you probably won't get an opportunity to do this, but if you're ever going to spend an extended time in, in uh, uh, Arizona, you can you can actually go to Tombstone, Arizona, where they do, and uh, you can actually go exactly where, uh, um, uh, you know, the Earp brothers um, had the shootout with uh, the Clantons, and you can see the, you're standing right there, and they do a reenactment of it, but it's just the Italians seem a little too dignified to do a reenactment of Crazy Joe staggering out of a restaurant, on Mott Street and falling down, but um, it would be cool. You're right. You know what? I think you and I. Uh, this is a project you and I should work on together, a petition or something. Joey, uh, Joey from uh, the Bob Dylan song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Joey, Joey. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, you got it. He was killed. Uh, <laughs> Off the Desire <laughs> album. <laughs> and then like, nin, 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 nin. sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a catchy tune about a sociopathic murderer who was murdered himself. Uh, it yeah. Umberto's Clam House in Little Italy. Now, when you go to Umberto's now, you're not you're actually across the street from the original location he moved it, but. But uh, uh, very good food, and uh, not a place where you would complain if the food was not good. By the way, so uh, no. What do you mean you don't like the Are food? Are you fascinated with mob stuff? No, you know why I go to Umberto's? I'm going to tell you why. Okay, um, uh, I used to be friends, uh, very close friends. Matter of fact, best friends with a, a comic in New York, uh, uh, Bill Hicks, and I was visiting Bill. He was living. He just moved to Hell's Kitchen, and he was fascinated. I'm, I'm fascinated with it, but he was fascinated with it. He said, "Tone, we can go eat where Crazy Joe was shot." And I go, "Well, it, you know, as long as the burgers are good, I don't know." So he took me there, and then over the years, it's just become my thing. And and the food's delicious. The food's delicious. Is to go to uh, Umberto's and have clams and uh, lobster ravioli. So that's he just named up a dead comedian. Uh, talking about a dead Italian. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it, yeah. it's all going into my version of a Graham Greene novel. So um, the dead story. The dead, dead story. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're the dead yeah, poets. Wanted it that way. <laughs> dead Comic <laughs> Society. That'll be my book. You're the Dead Poet <laughs> Society. Dude, is this? Is this the kiss of death? Am I? Am I my way out? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Once Tony hangs out with you, it's fucking over. We think you're on your way up because you're at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, 5350 East High Street, for two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow, and one show Sunday. We are correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is this your first time in Arizona? Um, I have been uh, in Arizona many times over the years. They used to have a, uh, they used to have a uh, bunch of one-nighter runs through here when I was first starting comedy. But yeah, man, um, they've done a lot, I've done a lot of stuff here. It's a it's a great comedy town, and I I think you would agree with me that uh, uh, is it, it's your first time at Rick's Club, correct? Here? Uh, no, no, I was here once when they first opened up, or or something like that. You know, within a year of them opening up. Okay, all right. Um, uh, it's a stunning club. I mean, as far as comedy it's clubs huge go, and beautiful, and the weekends are fantastic. What I understand, uh, still. They were when I was here before. That was really good. Um, it's kind of up out of town, sort of. It's on the north side, right? Well, you know, the cool thing about it, you're absolutely right. It's it's on the north side, but it's it's in one of those locations. It, it's taken people a while 
and but now it's really kicked into full gear to be aware of that club and that whole little entertainment district which is right if anybody's listening in for those that are listening in phoenix right next to desert ridge almost everybody knows that area and they built this new entertainment district the high street at one time it was called high street now it's called city north i think uh and it took a people a while to find that there's a place where you can literally park your car almost like you're in a big city like new york or san francisco or even seattle you can park your car Great restaurants, great shops, great nightlife. Uh, not only will you go to Rick's, right next to it is a really cool dance club, although you can hang out at Rick's all night as well. And it's just a great place to be able to spend an entire evening. You know, and it's Right, it's got its own thing going, yeah, where you got everything you need. There's even a cool spouse market in there. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a great place, and uh, it's t- it, took, it took it a while. Here's the thing is, it was supposed, it was being built right before the recession, and then that area kind of got waylaid by the recession. And then, but the people dedicated to turn it into something cool really worked hard at it. And now it's kicking into high gear. And now when people and go down, all it needs is for somebody to get shot there to make it famous. Don't tell Rick so you said that. Don't. That he, he's worked. <laughs> he's worked so yeah. hard. He and Tammy have worked so hard. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a guy shot. So. <laughs> well, or it's just thinking like Umberto. It's like we just have like a famous shooting there. That'd be awesome. Just one, just one though. Not like a, you know, we don't want to create a big scene, but just have him, have him winged. And then we'll write, and then we'll have Bob Dylan before he dies write a song. Don't interview Bob yet. No, because um, I don't want him to die. Uh, but <laughs> we'll have him write a song about it. It'll be, uh, yeah. It won't be Rick unless Rick wants to go into hiding so he can golf twenty four hours a day. So that's what we'll do. We'll have. It'll be Rick. He can take his own death. We'll have uh, Bob Dylan write a song about it. What is Rick doing today? It's raining, so he can't golf. He must be. Ricky, Ricky, <laughs> what made them walk together? Close your eyes. What is he doing today? Well, probably just uh, putting in his living room somewhere. Uh, you know what? I think he has yeah, a put- I think he has yeah. a putting green in his living room. I think he does. He's obsessed. Yeah. Weird how people get that way with golf and horseback riding. Yes, yes. As soon as you buy him, don't buy him any equipment. As soon as we buy him equipment, he's going to not like it. And if you combine horseback riding and golf, you know what you have? Polo. Uh, no, you have a crazy rich white person with too much time on their hands. <laughs> I don't know any black people that play polo. <laughs> <laughs> They would be. Would you call them the Buffalo Polo players, like Buffalo Soldiers? Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think that that's 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 how you know something's legitimately a sport if it's been commandeered. <laughs> uh, you know, like tennis, it's still that's white. Yeah. Green took a shot at it. They do okay, but otherwise, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, Chris Rock pointed out we live in a weird world where the number one golfer is black and Eminem is the number one rapper and he's white. But um, yeah, that was a long time ago. But now it's so integrated that uh, even our sports are combined. You know, it's gotten crazy. Cool. It's gotten nuts. Yeah. Are you, do you are you an athlete? Uh, I'm 61, so no. <laughs> uh, uh, why that? Why that? I'm 46. I can be. Well, you know, I did a lot of stuff. I, 
I played golf for a long time. Uh, I ran a marathon. Uh, did karate. Yeah, so yeah, for a long time I was, you know, but um, not as much now. Are, are you? Then. You just said you, you cited age. You're like, oh, I'm just that. But you just shouldn't do that. You can still, you can still, uh, you know, don't fast walk. <laughs> no one pops out of an easy chair faster than me at this point in life. There's no 61-year-old right. who can get out of an easy, easy chair faster uh, with less groans or grunts and, and shuffle to the refrigerator than me. That's... Yeah, yeah. Do you have, uh, do you have inflammation? Have you been eating sugar and meat? No. I'm vegan. Let me explain something. Okay. I'm a vegan. But not, not for the reason you're thinking. A lot of people are like, yeah, the animal, animal, I eat you. Yeah, 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 animal. <laughs> That's not it. It's not it, Tony. Okay. Because of health reasons. I, I, I have learned over time that beta is in on this. The casein proteins uh, turn on the cancer gene in the human animal if you're inundated constantly with them. So I've created a cycle in my life where I don't eat as much animal product about a month a year. I eat as much as I want, but the rest of the time I'm vegan. Uh, and the idea is, see, animals don't, matter of fact, it's not about animals. I, they have less, they have, they have less to serve me when I was eating them. Because I, I only had to kill one to eat for weeks. Now, we're competing for the same garden. I gotta kill all <laughs> if I see a rabbit looking at my carrots, I'll pump this whole family. I don't care. I'm, I'm an anti-animal vegan. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says anti-animal vegans for the NRA. I don't want to kill them, but somebody's got a load up to Because I got a garden to protect. You know? Um, Metallogically. It wasn't, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a food thing with me. I ended up with... Um, um, I, w I had an MRI, and they told me that I had problems with lumbar 1 through 5. And I asked them how many lumbars there were, and they said, well, 5. And um, uh, oh I, I just... MRI is, a, is a, the imaging one, right? Yeah. The yeah, the x-ray just said there might be a problem with one disc in the MRI, and I went... there. you scored low on the mental retardation index. Yes, and, the, and, and no. it was both, and I did well. I actually can now get benefits. Okay. That's how we paid for it. Um, Good. And I, I get a placard. Uh, not only am I on the short bus, but it also has a handicap placard on it. So, uh, but I just went. I just went through some procedures, and uh, um, I, and I'm feeling a lot better today. But what they were down to is they go, "What we're gonna do is just burn off some of your nerves so you don't feel anymore." So, um, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And now I'm I'm starting to do things again. I'm starting to work out a little bit. But for a couple years, I was uh, I was um, not. But we're feeling better now. Final. Yeah. Wow, that's so debilitating. They just burn off the nerves. No, they got a, 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 a they've got a, a procedure called ablation, where they actually go in and singe the nerves and just kind of uh, kill the nerve. Now the problem is nerves regenerate. So in a couple of years, the pain will be. Like that. What's that? It's like an outpatient thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it. Uh, you it, go in and they're like, Bill, get the nerve burner. <laughs> you know what's cool about it is, uh, uh, so I didn't want to get strung out on pain pills. Um, yeah. And I would, and I didn't want to do major surgery where they're going in and putting, you know, like uh, styrofoam where my disc used to be or whatever the hell it is they do. And uh, this is relatively new. Um, and what, what they told me, they go, look, there's nothing really wrong. Like it's not like something snapped in two, like a bone sticking through your leg. It's just this degenerative process, and the big issue is the pain, and it's the nerves, or you know uh, what it is is the goop inside the disc 
is it's leaking out slowly, which is why you get shorter yeah. as you get older. As it drips under the nerve, even microscopically, well, it causes... Well, at least four people are eating like Benedict right now, but go ahead. Go <laughs> on. We've gone from clams to discs. We've yeah. covered... We've covered the... Anyway, I've had these procedures, and now, damn it, I can dance. And because... Uh, go ahead. I can dance, so now I've started cross-dressing, and I thank my doctor. <laughs> it's not called cross-dressing anymore. It's just called another way to dress. I don't know. So you I was a married man with a back problem until I got my nerves burned, <laughs> and now I can dance, I've freedom, and I don't feel pain anymore. So uh, I don't feel the pain, so my wife and I have a better relationship, and I can dance in dresses. <laughs> And I thank the medical industry. Medical technology has brought me to this. <laughs> and now Donald Trump's going to take it all away. Um, as a matter of fact, was that all through Obamacare? Um, it was through health insurance. Yeah, and because I'm self employed, I, yeah, I'm on the exchange. Sure, yeah. Obama burned my nerves. Inauguration. I'm let everybody know. Uh, oh, we've been letting. Obama burned my nerves. <laughs> And now I dance in a dress. <laughs> Look what they've done to me. Damn liberals. I feel so good, as a matter of fact. I'm getting around so often that what I'm thinking about doing this weekend is actually coming down and seeing you at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Who else are you working with? Do you know who else is on the bill? Uh, Matt Storrs. Yes. Uh, and Tim. Tim. Tim Tim is on it as well. And Tim is a... Tim's actually, I can't remember his last name, but he's a, he's a really remarkable person. He's overcome amazing uh, barriers and uh, continued doing comedy, and I'm really well, uh, impressed by him. What's his name again? Or? Just interpersonal stuff. What's that? What's the guy's name again? Tim. <laughs> Tim. Is it Steve? Huh? Is it Steve or is it Tim? It's Tim. Tim. Is he Australian? Yeah, man. Oh no, it's no. Tim, it's Tim Sauer. You're with Tim Sauer. I'm with Tim Sauer. Yes, I know. Tim, I know Tim really well. I know Matt. I know Matt as well too, but not as well as Tim. Tim's a wonderful guy, very funny guy, and you are absolutely correct. He he has he has he's, he's come overcome some incredible barriers. I've known I've known I've known him for ten or fifteen years. Great guy, funny guy. Uh, Let's, really, really. Uh, yeah, we got to wrap it up. And a total dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Me, man. I thought I had a lot of kids. I yeah. got three kids, dude. My wife won't drive a minivan. <laughs> she hates minivans. I was like, I don't, they're the most practical. They're like 30000 bucks, and you can fit the whole family in them. And we got to get a $60,000 Suburban or show up in four Hondas. Like, what, what, a, what are you talking about? I don't want a minivan. I don't want a mom van. I didn't know there was like a follow-up question to, do you want to start a family? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about fans? I'd like to have a family, but I, I, I don't know if I want a van. Well, we're sorry then, no family. Yeah, well, we have all these kids, and now we got to stuff them all in these weird cars that don't fit them. But she won't drive a van. Have you ever been in an Odyssey? A touring Odyssey? It's ridiculous. The seats fold down to nothing. You could move a house in one of those things. You could fit nine kids in there. Strollers. It's fantastic. Well, maybe with the new administration, we'll be living in them. Um, maybe everybody just gets a van. Everybody, you get a van, and you get a van. 
buddy, we got to go. I would, I, you know, uh, I have uh, sincerely enjoyed this conversation and getting to know you, man. I want to thank. I'm not going to let you off the phone. I'm just going to keep talking. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> eventually, eventually, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to hang up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this has been a great conversation. We've been talking to Colin, not Colin, Colin Moulton. He is at, originally from Madison, Wisconsin area, lives in Los Angeles, now I'm lives... Don't lie, don't lie. I'm originally from a Grand Green novel about an Italian <laughs> who got shot in Phoenix. By a comic. By, by, by one of the Earth Brothers. <laughs> so please, please don't get my story wrong. <laughs> 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 I, you know, we're going to create a pop-up book around it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to publish it. Yeah, I just... Hey, oh, speaking of that, I got to go because I'm feeling bad. <laughs> I have to go attend to my pop-up book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read myself a pop-up book and get some more sleep. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, you'll fall asleep right after you attend to that pop-up book. <laughs> you'll nod out. I'm sleepy. All right, man. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, Colin Moulton, ladies and gentlemen, two shows tonight. Two shows Saturday, one show Sunday at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Easy to find tickets for at houseofcomedy.net. Buddy, we will see you very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time, Tony. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Let's do this. Let's take a little break, and then on the other side of it, we'll wrap it up. And uh, once again, you're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. I'm Tony Visick. We'll be right back.